It's the Dear Auntie Podcast with your favorite aunties, Carm and Co. Talk to me. What's going on with you? You need advice and they've got the answers. Auntie gonna keep it real. Hey, Auntie. Hey, Auntie. Hey, Auntie. Welcome back to the Dear Auntie Podcast. Podcast. It's your favorite aunties, Coriel. And this is Carm. And this is an advice-based podcast for our little nieces out there who need some life advice. Regardless of what you are going through, Auntie mm-hmm. got the answers. That's right. I'm I'm excited about this episode. I am as well. I mean, I had an eventful weekend. You did. So we're gonna kinda get into Let's that. Let's get into it. I went to see Beyonce. You went to see. I, you went to see. I Beyonce. went to see Beyonce. Don't say it like that. Which, which which night did you go to? So I went on Friday night. So that was the first night in Atlanta, right? That was the first night, and apparently she had a concert yesterday, which is Monday, which mm-hmm. I didn't know about. There were three. I, there I was think. there was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I went. I had a great time. It was hot as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, the lines were wrapped around the corner, um, but we, me and my homegirl, slid into a little side door. Um, but apparently the girls were passing out at the concert. Like, from heat like, or heat from exhaustion, fan, fan passing out? All of that. And so, a friend of mine who shall remain nameless, I ain't gonna put you out there, girl, um, she passed out and couldn't even see the concert. <laughs> what? Okay, tell us what happens when you pass out at a concert. They have they to, come they have to bring the EMS, is EMS, that's what they're called, have to bring them out and you get escorted out of the concert. Yeah, so she couldn't even finish. And I, I absolutely would have been pissed. She couldn't say, okay, I feel better now. No, no, that's whatever, $400, $500, however much you paid down the dream, essentially. Because then they'd be liable if something happened. Exactly. Wow. So that happened and everybody looked so nice. Everybody was so cute. Did I had the best cow, time. Cow girl outfit? I did. I had on some cow cowgirl boots, a nice little silver corset. Okay. You know, the girls were sitting. Okay, sitting. And everything was just so nice. I had a great time. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. Beyonce is is one of the best performers of our generation. I mean, I just gotta say it. She is that girl. I was gonna she say, if you is said one girl. of, then you know I have to find out, like, <sighs> don't, get, don't put me in, don't put me in that who, corner. I feel like when we have that conversation, it's always Beyonce and Chris Brown. So... As far as performers. So Chris Brown is definitely one of our best performers of this generation. Mm-hmm. I can definitely say that. Um, but be who else? I mean, when we really have this conversation, who else would Usher. be? This Usher show. I is love pretty me fabulous. some Usher. I love. And Usher is a performer. Me some Usher. Usher is a performer. Okay. Yeah. So I did not go to the Beyonce concert. If y'all cannot tell, I think I have been put out of the Beehive. Why? I was what did always, you say? I was always on the outside looking in at the Beehive. <laughs> I've always, I was a Destiny's Child girl. Okay, as you should have been. Then I felt some type of way when Beyonce did her own thing. Yeah, and because she won it was me like, back over. It was it like, was, okay, wait, did you leave the girls? These yeah. was my girls. You broke up the party. Correct. But then she's Beyonce, so how could I not love Beyonce? Yeah. So I have been rocking with Beyonce, you know, since Dangerously in Love, B-Day, all of the things. So what happened? Lemonade, all of the things. I did not get into Renaissance, if I'm being honest. Renaissance was not my style. It wasn't. What how what would you how would you categorize Renaissance? Renaissance is certainly like it's an album that is for a specific group of people, mm-hmm. I think. It's for a specific genre of What is the genre though? I mean, honestly, I think it's um Is it pop? It's it's more of a disco feel. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. You know, more it's giving disco. Donna Summers, it's giving house music, it's yeah. giving you know, and it's more so, I mean, let's be real, it's for the black gay demographic. I mean that, that okay. that's kind of the feel it was. Because you know, they had a lot of um 
the dancers at the concert, you know, a lot of that the energy strutting. was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I mean, I get if you're not into that. Yeah, you know. So, so now, now that we're talking through this, yes. now maybe this is why. So okay. you weren't feeling it. I was and, not feeling and it. And I have to say, I have to say, when the album first came out, I was like, Beyonce, what? What's happening, Mrs. Knowles? What are we doing? You know what I mean? But as time went on. You Won't Break My Soul came out, you know, I started, it started to grow on me and, you know, I started to, I started to come back home. So do you actually love the album or do you love Beyonce? Now I do. Okay. Now I do. It's one of those albums I think that really had to grow on me because I wanted Beyonce to come back to us singing. Like I wanted her to be belting. You know, and that wasn't that, that is album. not what that was. Yeah. yeah, but I had a good old time. So anyway, I heard the people are like leaving there like, oh, like they have seen the Lord. It was it was it was BTL for you know a couple. That's what they had on the. I think I guess you're supposed to pronounce it BTL, but that wouldn't make sense. So BTL, they put it up on the mm-hmm. on one of the largest buildings. Well, I'm glad you had a great time. The girls, def- y'all, definitely yes. looked fly. I love seeing all of the outfits. I saw, hey, Rashawn. Rashawn Ali posted this morning, like, the pressure. It was a lot of pressure for the outfits, to get the right the outfit. Silver, the, yeah, that seems it to be a lot. It definitely was. And I um, kind of kept it simple, like I said. So kudos to everybody who was out. We Looking had a good. good time. Beyonce rocked the city of Atlanta. So I just I just had to talk about that. Um, and then secondly, I just want to talk about how y'all are coming for our niece, Blue Ivy. Are they coming um, for her? They're coming for her dance moves, which I have a real problem with. Like, people are getting on the internet and really dragging her for her dance moves. And I don't understand that. Where is the... Grown adults? Grown adults. To me, there should be a little bit more, um, you know, look at TT's baby. Look at her do her thing. That kind of energy as opposed to, ooh, she don't know how to dance. I think that that is telltale for the black community. Why? That is part of the reason why Dear Auntie exists because right. the auntie should not be hating on the nieces. The auntie why should you... not be putting y'all down and talking about what you not doing, what you should be doing. I don't feel like that attitude is um, helpful. It really isn't. And I think that's the representation of that spirit. But I feel like she's doing an amazing job. So keep doing your thing, Blue Ivy. And keep, keep collecting that check. And keep collecting that check with your mama, who is Beyonce. Yes. All right. So, Nate, what did you do this weekend? Y'all, I actually survived my first family trip as a family of four. <laughs> I, if you notice, I did say family trip. I did not say family vacation because a trip with your family is not a vacation. Is that right? It is right. So you yeah, were... Have you traveled with children under two? There is I nothing, have, but they weren't mine. There's nothing vacay about that. It was auntie. It was auntie's baby. Okay, now go back to... Now go home. back. Okay, I'm going to go to my room. Yes, the door and I'm going to the beach. Yeah, it was not that. No, yeah. it wasn't that. It was very much so catering to these kids. Okay. However... I met my best friend. We went to Orlando. So okay, she brought fun. her two kids. I brought my two kids. You know, obviously the husbands were in tow as well. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a, you know, a community family thing. So that okay. was fun. We have several friends that have kids, you know, around the same age. So I could see that turning into a thing. So what did you guys do? Like what um, kind of activities? I just feel like I survived. So we <laughs> rented like a vacation home. You know, Orlando has all the vacation yes. homes. So we did the pool. Okay. Every single day, the community had its own pool. That's and, nice. You know, At least you could relax Water by the park pool. area. Yeah, we relaxed by mm-hmm. the pool. Wasn't very relaxing. We went to Crayola, <laughs> the Crayola experience. But... The children had a great time. And that's what matters. That's what matters. That's what really matters. And my matters. kids were not bad on the airplane, which is also something to celebrate. A hundred bonus points. Yes, it is. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Kind of had 
a semi-vacation. Yeah, and the summer is over. Yeah. I'm excited about well, that. Well, in Atlanta, it's yeah. we still got it's a couple more It's still a million degrees, but yeah. I'm, there's no pressure for me to do summer activities with my children. Got it. So you're free, and the I'm kids free. are going back to school. Back to where they belong. All right. So I want to talk about a shady auntie. Ooh, who's shady? Okay. I don't know if you remember Shantae Moore. Of course. Who is just an icon in Shantae the black got community. Shantae got a man out? Shantae. I was on the way to dinner with my husband over the weekend, and we were playing, you know, I'm always the car DJ, so we were, you know, I had put on Shantae more, and I was like, you know, I haven't heard this one in a while. Shantae's Got a Man is such a shady song. Is it? It is a shady song. Like, she is dragging her friends on that song. Because she has a man and they don't? Because she has a man and they don't. I mean, she started talking about how the men were cheating on you, beating on you. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh. Is this what I was singing? Yeah, and so I had to laugh, and I was like, I cannot wait to tell Co about this experience, this revelation that I had in the car. You know, as we get older and mature and start tapping back into things that we were just kind of going along with as children. Right. So many things with adult eyes. Yes. I can't believe that our parents were even... It's, it's different. You, it's, you view it so you view different. view it so differently. Watching Waiting to Exhale as uh-huh. a grown-ass woman, seeing those trifling... Ass, those some trifling-ass aunties on Waiting to Exhale, okay? <laughs> were they? Go, yes. Go watch it, please. Okay, I gotta go back and look at it. That's a good man, Savannah. Oh, no, that she was, was trifling. Very much... A lot of them were doing very trifling yeah, things. Yeah, and honestly, um, Savannah did right. She stayed far away from that man. She did right eventually, yeah. but she was real trifling. But, I mean, she did wrong at first. She did real wrong. Um... So, Auntie is over it. What are we over this week? I am completely over people being on their speaker phones in public. Like, I just have had it with it. I feel like, why do you feel like you're so important that we should be hearing the conversation that you're having with someone else? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it goes back to how we are as a society, as a culture, where we just don't give a damn about other people at all. Is this going back to the bonnet? That's what. That's the spirit. Well, I the felt. bonnet is always a part of. I could talk about bonnets all, all day. day. Yeah, that I can always go back to the bonnet, but that's not what this is about. So I'm gonna leave y'all out of this conversation. <laughs> let y'all live. Today. I'm gonna let y'all live today. But the speakerphone thing really bothers me. It really gets under my skin. So is that FaceTime also? Is that like FaceTime in yeah. public? Mm. Yeah. Why do you feel like we want to be a part of the conversation that you're have your personal, your very personal conversation? Does it matter where you are? I guess it could. I guess there will be a difference if you're on a subway versus like walking around Marshalls or whatever. But still, like you're still in public with other people and nobody wants to hear your conversation. And I just want to get this off my chest that nothing that you're saying is that important. And you're not that important where people should be listening to whatever it is that you're talking about. You know, I don't really talk on the phone, but Mm -hmm. when I do, it's FaceTiming my husband. And he has said some things that I'm like, bro. I'm at the damn store. <laughs> you really got to say that right now? Like, you know this is a FaceTime call. So I can see, I can well, see your point. Because, I mean, stop it. I, mean, I don't want to hear that. At, at all. So I'm over it. Please, over please it. put, invest in some earphones, invest in some new technology, and make sure that your conversations are private. They got to get some earbuds? Yeah, get some earbuds. So what about people just talking loud? Because you don't, I might not hear the other person, but your loud ass, I'm, you're doing a lot too. That irritates me so as well. So maybe it's just um, it's etiquette. Just, Phone etiquette. Phone etiquette. Mm. There we go. Get your phone Let's etiquette get together. Yeah. It's not just nieces, though. 
It's very much so. It's aunties. not just nieces. It's aunties. It's nephews. It's aunts. It's the general population. Everyone needs to have more self awareness. Get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you over? I am absolutely over gender wars. I'm oh. over the gender wars. I can you think, elaborate? Yes, let me elaborate. So. We've all seen the conversations on social media when it's like, throw the podcast equipment away. Like, the worst thing to happen to the black community is podcasts. Yeah. Let me tell you what I think is is the worst thing. We're not having divisive conversations. A lot of platforms are intentionally having divisive conversations that speak to all of the issues and none of the solutions. And to me, that is is a problem. So one of the things that I've, I've, you know, kind of thought through over the last decade um, has been being a black being a black person versus being a being a woman mm-hmm. because I feel like those sometimes are two different conversations there's like the woman's rights conversation and then there's the black rights conversation right right but if we go back like just take a step back before I was a woman mm-hmm. I was black because mm-hmm. I come from two black this parents right right before I know the gender of uh-huh. my child I can guarantee that they baby going to be black, black. right? That's correct. So before we we are a man or a woman, before we are gay or straight, before mm-hmm. we put ourselves in any of these categories, we started out as black people. As black people. And I think we are no longer having conversations about the black community or in support of or being an advocate for the black community. Now it's a woman-focused conversation mm-hmm. or it's a man-focused conversation or it's a gay-focused conversation or it's a red pill-focused conversation, but it's never a, this is the black community, this is what we need mm-hmm. to do, these are the resources, these are the solutions. So I think that the gender war thing is just another way for us to get nowhere. Hmm. And in my opinion, you know, I'm all about power to the people, blackity, black, 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 <laughs> all about black business, all about, you know, black excellence. Yes. But the real foundation is the black family. And so if black men and black women cannot get our shit together, the family is going to continue to struggle and you cannot produce anything quality from a place of struggle. So well, I'm going to just keep it real. Man. I'm going to just keep it real. Um, in order to do that. Black men and black women, well, we're going to have to have those conversations specific to black men and black women. Sorry, Auntie Co. We're going to have to have conversations that are specific to black women, mm-hmm. particularly because black women face um, so many different things that black men can't relate to and vice versa. Mm-hmm. We all have our own different experiences Agreed. in the country. And so I am a, a proponent of speaking about the black woman experience because that is what's going to impact our family. That's well, that's I what's going to impact sharing resources. I think the right. conversations we're having are int- we're having are intentional, mm-hmm. but conversations that are only focused on what black women are doing wrong, mm-hmm. what black men are doing wrong. Oh yeah, nobody's for having sure. any accountability. It's just I'm blaming y'all. You're blaming us. Absolutely, and right. we're not really getting anywhere with that. I agree. I agree. But even with what we've seen recently in the news um, with the Tory Lane situation and the and the Girl. Megan Thee Stallion situation, I feel like. Anytime we say, hey, black women are not getting the support we need from our men in our community. Black women are being having violence perpetuated against them by the men in our community. It becomes a, oh, well, let's not make this a gender wars conversation. Well, actually, this is a gender war conversation because we need you to understand how you're not showing up for us. And if we don't say it, then it's going to be swept under the rug. So, Carmen. Yeah. 
prior to, because uh-huh. Carmen has opened up the can of worms, I was not going to bring I this up. I love opening a can prior of worms. Prior to a guilty verdict, mm-hmm. when there was no evidence, uh-huh. there was just a lot of rumors Correct. and conversations. The issue that I had with the Meg Thee Stallion, Tory Lanez thing is that these are two black people, yeah. right? The black community, in my opinion, felt like they had to choose sides. I have to either ride with black women or I have to ride with, with a black man when, when, in my opinion, these are both black people. So why are we riding with anybody when we have no facts? Okay. This is based on nothing. These are based on rumors. They I, Meg didn't want to talk about it. We trying to make her talk about it. I felt like we was in business that was not our business. We didn't have all the details, but we felt like we had to jump on one bandwagon or the other. Mm-hmm. And so to me, the conversation did turn into a protect black women thing. But it was also, in my opinion, a modern day... Um, dragging of a black man who there was no evidence against. Now, you know, things have come out, you know, take Mm -hmm. it as you will, whatever. But prior to the actual trial, I did feel like this is like a witch hunt almost because we don't have any evidence. What are we talking about here? And as a mother of black sons, I don't want anybody making any assumptions. I don't want anybody mm. making any assumptions. Mm. So we can agree to disagree. Yeah, let's agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> Moving right along. Pick y'all sides. <laughs> let's get into some auntie tea time. That felt like a little tea time. Yes, it did. Hey, did you know that Generation Zers are quitting on Instagram? And I just think that is so absurd. Quitting their jobs Yeah, on like they're going online. They're going on live. And they're basically telling their employers, F you, I quit, hate it here. What do you think about that? I think that I don't is believe that's a real. huge mistake. Yeah. Are you serious? No, I'm dead. I'm dead ass. Very serious. Okay. Say it again. So I get so, on Inst- I get on my Instagram live and I'm just gonna hope so my boss me, sees this. A generation zero. Yes. I log into my Instagram account. Mm-hmm. I go live and I proceed to tell the world and my employer that quitting my job, hate it here. Good luck. What are your thoughts on that trend? It's a terrible idea. Because what unless you unless you have started such a successful business that you're never gonna have to go apply to work for someone again? Bingo. Because what? This is the internet we're talking and about. And I want all of our nieces and nephews out there to understand that whatever you put on the internet it stays stays there forever. The and unless you are P. Diddy, Oprah, any not even, of the above. They, not even. Don't do then it. Then you probably are going to have to work for someone else at some point in your life. Agreed. And guess who is going to see that at some point? Your that next potential employer. Yeah. So I so don't suggest hopping on this trend, Generation Zers, or even anybody. Boomers, don't do it. Please just don't do it. I think it's I think it's silly. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. All right. Um, our niece. <sighs> we got to circle back to our niece, Summer. Summer. Had and a, what she's been did doing. Did Summer have a hot girl summer? I don't know what Summer. So Summer and Lil Meech. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You tell it. Here you, you go like, with the worms again. Okay, y'all. This is your This topic. is what it is. Okay, this is what it is. Prior to, because <laughs> I want to take it back to Summer and the first baby Not daddy. Now get into history Just lesson. Summer and the first baby daddy, because I feel like foundation is so important okay. to me. Okay, right? we well, We can't just start talking about all the problems we got at age 40. What was you doing at age five? Like, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Summer and her relationships. Let's look at her history, right? She's dating, she was dating, um, what's the producer? The first baby daddy. Who, what is that man's the name? The first baby daddy, what's his name? I don't Y'all remember. Y'all know his name, put it in the comments. Oh, London on the London track. London on the track, mm-hmm. right? So she's dating London on the track. While she's dating him, his other baby mamas are coming out of the woodwork talking about he's a deadbeat, he's terrible. He, you know, she's publicly arguing with the baby mamas. 
This is before she becomes a mother. Right? Yes. So red flags all around. <laughs> Flag on the play. Flag on the play. Yeah. She thinks, like a lot of women do, that she has something different that's mm-hmm. going to make him do right, that's going to make him do it's better, gonna that's going to make him change. Yeah. He's going to change for her. So she gets pregnant by him. Yeah. He did not change. She proceeds to get back on that same internet and literally say the same things, echo over the echo over. the sentiments of the first few baby mamas. So yeah. she becomes baby mama number whatever, right? That's that. Shortly after, she starts dating someone else. I I'm believe sad. Larry. I think his name is Larry. Listening to this, you put us in your business chain though, of summer, events, right? That's the only reason I know this information because you put it out there. So she starts dating Larry, <sighs> ends up pregnant with twins. Before she even delivers the babies, she breaks up with Larry, right? They break up. Okay. So here she is about to be a mother of three, two baby daddies, zero men. She got that many kids? Zero men. She had twins. I didn't realize that. Yes, girl. So now she has three children. So shortly after the second birth of the twins, Mm -hmm. now she starts dating Little Meech. All right? We caught caught up now. She's dating Little Meech. And I was so confused. This, his name is really Little Meech. Or well, was his that name is Demetrius not, whatever? Thought, okay, Demetrius Florent. I, I thought that was like a character he was playing. That's not, he's not playing a character. Carmen, he's playing his father. His real father is Big Meech. Oh! He's his real son, and he's playing his okay. dad on the show. Wow, the Demetrius, more you know. The more you know, Carmen. That Carmen is having an auntie moment, y'all. Let I me learned bring her, something let me today. Bring her back. Okay, so yeah, so Lil Meech is really Lil Meech. He's playing Lil Meech, he's playing Big Meech, but he's his son. Ain't that something? That is something, okay. So... I think Summer is kind of get not. I don't want to say. I don't think anybody deserves to be mistreated. So it's not what she deserves. But I yeah. think that she's learning her lesson publicly. Well, here's my thing. We saw the breakups online, like mm-hmm. you said. We saw the posts. We saw the drama. We saw her when she ended up How on the stage. She, you know, he was the, there and out. everywhere. He was carrying in somebody's groceries to their apartment allegedly. Um, it was so much going on, right? And then, I think maybe about a week and a half ago, because I sent you the post, Mm -hmm. they were seen out in public again here in Atlanta. And I was like, oh, she's back with your boy. So here's my thing. Here's my only piece of advice, nieces and nephews, because I know y'all are going to do what y'all want anyway. Just don't tell us. Keep us out of it. Just don't tell social media. That way, whenever you want to get back with your little... Uh, no gooder. Sne- sneaky link. Yeah, your little sneaky. There you go. Sneaky link. Then we won't have anything to say about it. Because we won't because know. Because we won't know. I agree. Because how many of us in our young 20s and teen years, maybe, hell, even early 30s, have said, I'm not messing with him no more. This is my last time. I ain't going back to him. And then the problem is y'all post about it. Yeah, don't. T- or even telling your friends. Like, just keep it to just yourself. Keep it, if you're not, keep it on if hush. you're not serious, which you're probably not, just keep it to yourself. Keep it on the hush. Stop getting embarrassed in these streets. So it went down in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay. What are we calling it? The um, um, it's the it's the, the Alabama Tea Party, the Lake Show, Sweet Tea Party. Yes. As a matter of fact, um, I just want to say one thing, and we don't have to stay on this long because I could go on and on about it because I was over in San Diego at the time. Uh, August 5th, 2023. Not her having a date. Um, <laughs> and I got the information late because I was three hours behind. Mm-hmm. And so I logged into the internet and I was shook. And boy, was I having a good time looking at all the videos. I'll say this. Black people, bravo for standing up for yourselves, for not uh, taking stuff, laying, laying down, for coming to each other's aid. Furthermore, I'm tired of the younger generation 
telling us that they are not their ancestors. I think that is so disrespectful. I think Do that is you? extremely disrespectful. Tell us why. Well, because of, you damn sure ain't your ancestors. Because lucky our ancestors, lucky you, because our ancestors have gone through so much. They're the reason why you're here. Okay, so, and to top it off, our uncles and aunties was out there throwing bows. They, were. they weren't some docile, meek representation that y'all try to put out there. They were actually handling business as they have been for centuries upon centuries. So maybe you aren't like your ancestors. I could not have been. That is for sure. So I just want to say cheers to y'all in Montgomery, Alabama. We see y'all. You know what's funny? So at the end of my family trip, we turned mm -hmm. it into a vacation and left them kids. Okay. And we went on a boat. <laughs> and we needed to pull into the dock at this certain place. And it was some white ladies right there. Yeah. And I said and you to was myself, like, move your you, I know you seen that boat. Move your platoon. I know you seen that boat in that video. I know you saw the video, sis. I swim across Carry your this ass, way. right? So we Watch have a little... It. We got a little, um, yeah, a little pride. Man. Yeah, get your ass out of here. And the last topic I want to get into before we get into some other things is just we want to talk quickly about hip-hop. Have you watched the lady, the first ladies of hip-hop? No, you haven't. I haven't. Well, it's Give the 50th anniversary mm -hmm. of hip-hop, and I just want to say that watching it, like, I literally cried. Did you? I cried because— What made you cry? Well, just how far women have come in hip-hop— what they had to go through to get to the place that they are in hip hop, Queen Latifah, MC Light, Your girl, Roxanne—that's my girl, La. Queen La, U N I T Y, uh, Roxanne Shantae. All of them were there. They were talking about their experiences. Lotto, the new girls, Trina, and just really talking about solidarity amongst women in the industry. You know who is like my. The, the who I feel like is like, like who is your holding top? like carrying the torch right now? Yeah. Cardi B. Let me tell you why. Yes. Cardi B to me is really doing doing her part to be to the bring, glue to bring the generations together. Versus she shall who remain. She gonna remain nameless, nameless. I, I suppose. But she seems to be very divisive, very catty, very petty, very childish. I'm not here for it yeah, at I'm not all. Here for it. So very yeah, mean tune girl in vibes. if you haven't tuned in to it's that show on Netflix. I am just I was enthralled with it. Um, so speaking of turning 50. Yeah, let's talk about it. We're getting old. I know I am. And we're talking about getting old as hell. I don't today. even know who Lil Meech is. You didn't know who Lil Meech is. So. You absolutely did not. <laughs> so have you had an age yet? And nieces, if you're, you know, you might relate to this if you're creeping up on 25, yes. creeping up on 30. For me, the first time I remember feeling like, oh, shit, yeah. I'm starting to get old was when I turned 29. Really? 29? 29 was rough for me. 29 okay. was rough for me because it was the year where I felt like, oh, shit, you're about to be 30. Shit you got to get your shit real. together. Yeah, like by 30, like you have a year to be whoever you feel like you need to be. <laughs> you got a year to do that. That was like, okay, it's getting serious. I got to say 30 was, for me, it was a year where a light bulb went off in my head. Like, oh, it, it honestly felt different. I mm -hmm. felt like a different person when I turned 30. So I get that. I get that. Have you had a year that was like rough for you? Um, or where you felt say, like, ugh, no thank you. I don't, I wouldn't say I've had a year like that yet, but I am, the older I get, I feel it more. And I honestly don't know how I feel about getting older. Mm. Like I did tell myself when I turned 35 that I'm, that I was loving it. I was like, this is great. I love getting older. This is fun. And in, in a sense it is, you know, because I feel better emotionally and better mentally, mm -hmm. right? But to be honest, I don't feel better physically. And 
I'm starting to notice changes in my hair and my skin and my body. And it's making me feel uncomfortable. I think that was motherhood in that age for me. (laughs) Because 35 came with a baby. So I didn't just experience 35. I experienced 35 and becoming, you know, and post. So it was like two in one. Yeah, it was all of that. It was getting older, your body's changing, you know, all of those things. So I feel like as, you know, as I keep having these babies, my body's definitely changing. So that is forcing me to notice and pay attention. But I haven't felt like mentally like oh my god i'm turning 40 this is so sad yeah. cuz so 40 doesn't scare everybody you everybody around me is turning 40 all of us are turning 40 you know every okay. not you karma's young but yeah all of everybody around me is turning 40 <laughs> i'm actually the young one in my friend circle okay. so that makes me feel yeah. you know a little better no but i'm looking forward to 40 i'm not going to lie i'm looking forward to 40 and the freedom that comes with it i everybody who's who i know who's in their 40s they don't give a shit they don't give a shit they're living their best life they are unapologetically it looks so fun it does but at the end of the day, the gray hairs, I'm just like, wow, I'm going to have to keep plucking dyeing my hair and pluck plucking. Them? No, I, I get you a rinse. Okay. Um, and even noticing, like, I'm struggling to lose weight right now. Like, I really am struggling. And I, it's not like I eat a whole lot, but you I'm have struggling metabolism, to get... Metabolism, all of those things. Hormones, sucks. all of those things change, um, yeah. You look in the mirror and you notice that your face is changing, that kind of thing. So it's kind of scary. Ooh, the neck. The neck the is... Neck. The neck. I'm not going to lie, it's the chin. And I'm like, what yeah, is chin. really good? So um, just talking about that kind of stuff, I think we need to talk more to our fellow aunties about getting older and let them understand that it's okay to get older. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're going to die. I oh, mean, I would choose getting older. Oh, Getting older death. works for yeah. me, right? So we have a closed face group, Facebook group that we've been telling you about. I'm going to read a couple of the responses of, um, from some of the people there. And we'll put the link below if you yeah. want to Yeah, and so Kimberly says... Girl, I like to think I'm enjoying getting older, but some days I'm like, take me back to my early 20s. And I will say, Kimberly, you couldn't pay me to go back to my early 20s at all. Um, Y'all can keep the 20s. Yeah. No, thank you. That was a mess. That was a wreck back there. That was a fun time. Um, And then we have Trina who says, I thank God for each year. I remember praying that I lived to see my adult years. And now that I'm in it, I'm so thankful. It's not always good or great, but I'm also thankful for those not so good days because I learn from them and they add to my appreciation. I pray that I get wrinkles. So I just think that is so powerful. It gives us hope. Yeah. You yeah, know, we have a lot to look forward to. Yeah. So I'm excited to become an OG auntie. I am. And we're aging gracefully. Yes. So we're going <laughs> to talk about how we're aging gracefully. Yes. Let's talk about it. We get, we're talking about these routines. Oh, yeah. Tell me about your routine. What do you do on a daily to keep yourself given all of this co this co-energy, nothing, N- nothing at all. So I've started, I, <laughs> you know, I like to be honest in these. I she don't like, like to be up here telling lies, y'all. I'm not, I can't do it. I've been working on my skincare routine. My How about that? Scarf just wanna... Your skincare routine. Okay. And what pharmacy, is... I've, the pharmacy brand, okay. I've been trying. I, I'm not into it, though. I'm not, not. I'm not. not feeling it? I'm not feeling it. I had mm-hmm. to go get a facial. I'm like, okay, you're getting older. I'm getting a Take facial on Friday. Facial. I'm excited about that. Are you? I get collagen in my facial. So, so collagen helps with the elasticity in your skin, and it helps um, just make sure you get rid of those wrinkles. Is it yeah. just something like they add it, like topical? They add it into the. It's not. You don't do those like crazy no injections facials. or anything okay, like I'm that. I'm scared of all of that. But um, I'm. Would you do injections? This yeah. is a thing amongst my friends now, and it's. I've been thinking about it, and really? before I said I wouldn't, but now I'm like, would I? 
Could I? Should I? <laughs> we gonna see. I guess we gonna see. <laughs> and so yeah, and I and I don't know. I just feel like in this society, the older women get, the more invisible they become mm. in some aspect. Um, so you know what Kevin Samuel said? May he rest in peace. About your sexual marketplace value, kind of What's dropping. That? So, um, your sexual marketplace value is basically like yeah. an, a, a, a scale of your attractiveness. Okay. In terms of men, if okay. if you're into men, right? Obviously. Yeah. So how a man views a 21 year old woman with perky breasts, you know, whatever 21 young fun girl is uh-huh. versus 39 year old woman. Yeah. Her the 39 year old woman's sexual marketplace value is much lower than the 21 year old. Oh, so basically, don't nobody want to have sex with us, I guess. It's just it's a little lower. Except for our husbands. Yeah. Um, except for our husbands. Thank, thank <laughs> but, God for those. But I think it's what you're saying though. You you said you start to disappear basically. Yeah. Like basically, so I was I was looking at Sex in the City. I don't know if you've watched mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. more recent episodes of Sex in the City. Um, but uh, what's the lady's name? What? Not Samantha. Miranda. Not Miranda. This is terrible. I should know this because I watch it. You anyway, should. the prude, the more prude one. She has the brown hair. I can't think of her name. Anyway, she's, she's an Asian husband. Yes, I know he's talking about. Okay, so she works at a school alongside Nicole Ari Parker, who is also new to the show now. Yeah. Okay. This is like the remake. Yes, what is the this? remake. It's okay. the remake. It's the new version. Gotcha. The, okay. the newer version. It's called Just Like That or something like that. Anywho. There's a MILF list going around their high school that a little high schooler wrote, right? A MILF list. They ended up on the MILF list one and two. And they were so, like, they were chopping at the bit to get this list. All of the teachers in the school, they're all mid-40s and 50s. And it was like, I don't know how I feel about this because y'all really want to know about a list that a high schooler That children are attracted to Yeah, but it made me think, like, older women... Middle-aged women, does that boost our confidence when people that are younger find us attractive? Yes. The same way when I get carded and it's like, girl, (laughs) okay, I'm not 21 yet. And it's like, oh, I still got it. Yes, very much so that. I feel like... when I watched that, it just made me think about aging and how we kind of are we do we need that validation? You know, I so. think for sure we do. I think that that is normal. And I think with mm-hmm. social media, it's like we're lumped in with everybody. Everybody and wants. Validation. Do you find yourself comparing yourself to like younger women and how they look like, ooh, her hair, mm. her like, ooh, her um, her, her skin looks lay. Good. I try to lay my edges down today. They look Did real. You know they that? lay, honey. Thank you. I they lay. Yeah, half a hat, girl. Um, no, I don't find myself. <laughs> no, I don't. Like, honestly. ooh, her body snatched. No, mm. girl, I got my um waist trader like, on no, right my body now. Snatched too. Yeah, I'm gonna just try to figure out how to snatch. My yeah, body. I don't think I have that issue either. I don't really find myself comparing myself to the younger girls. And there's so girls. many OG aunties, and I don't mean OG and just old, old. But when we think about, um, you know, like uh, not Lathan. Right, they just um, look Tracy good. Ross. Like, they look so good yeah. at 40, 45, you know, yeah. so not like that. All of them, they look amazing. So we There's have someone that I follow, to. and I want to say this before we get into our dear auntie. Um, her name is Ro Girl on Instagram. I don't know if y'all follow her, but she's like a gray-haired beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, she's here in Atlanta. Follow her if you don't. It's Ro Girl, and she talks about aging. She talks about her life um, as an older woman, you know, dating and all of that. So I think it's some really good insight for people that are hitting 40 and 40 plus. And normalize the yeah, conversation. Normalize the so combo. that you don't feel old as hell. 
Yeah. When you turn 40. we still cute. So let's get into some advice why mm-hmm. y'all are here. And if you happen to have a question that you want the aunties to answer, head over to DearAuntiePod.com and you can actually submit your yes. question anonymously. So, Dear Aunties, I've been struggling with this for quite some time and it's really starting to weigh on me. Oh, it says dear fellow aunties. Sorry. Mm. So this is the auntie herself. Okay. My daughter has been has not seen her father and he is not around due to the fact that he was extremely abusive towards me. How do I explain this to my daughter when the time comes and when is the right time? Your mm. fellow auntie Marie. Mm. Ooh. That's a little tricky, Marie, because yeah. I think that is very and I don't know what what level of abuse we're talking about here. Right, right? that matters. That that definitely matters. Yeah. So I do want to say that. But I think it is very tricky to selflessly co-parent. And when yeah. I say selflessly, I mean putting your child's needs, what's best for your child, over your own personal feelings, or mm-hmm. not even your feelings, facts about what was done yeah, to you, how you were for treated. Sure. Um, and so I hmm. just. I don't I don't know. I don't even know, you know, I don't know. I don't know about this Marie because it's what's hard. the abusive to the daughter? It's and that's that was going to be my question. What was the relationship like between the daughter and the father and is there a way that she can see the father without you being involved? Like maybe you have a middle person that Mediator. drops her off and mm-hmm. picks her up so you don't have to be involved with him at all. Um, cause is this, I don't want to see him. So you can't see him. Is it, is it that, yeah. or is it, I think you're in danger. So you can't see yeah. like, what? like if he's dangerous and let's be very clear. I want to be very clear about this as someone who was in an abusive relationship that if he is a danger to you and your child, that's not what we're talking then about. Cut it off. Facts. Right. And I think that's a conversation. Yeah. And if that is the situation, let's, let's be- answer based on that because yeah. the question was, how do I explain this when the time is right? I think honesty is the best policy. I think mm-hmm. any of the stories that we've heard of, you know, people coming in, coming of age and then learning about their whole life was a lie or yeah. they didn't know they were related to this person or they daddy been that's sending letters their itself. whole life. That's traumatic. So I think if you are wanting to lessen the trauma and not add to it, honesty is the best policy. Mm -hmm. But having that honest conversation when they are mature enough to understand understand. it and only you know when that is, I don't think that's necessarily an age. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything to add. I agree 100%. Um, Good luck, Marie. Good luck. All right. That's tough. Hope it works out. All right, next up, dear fellow aunties, I've been married for four years now and I feel like we've hit a rough patch. I'm hoping you could give me a little advice. We'll do our best. What do you do if your partner is not receptive and he's saying one thing and doing another? I'm starting to get really frustrated and I don't feel like this is going to end well. Not end well. Girl, so you already foreshadowing. Not end that there well. Is an ending wow. in sight. She um, didn't even put a name on that, so I yeah. know that she wants to. <laughs> Sis just like, let's just just, just answer my question. Submit. Yeah. Um, so rough patch. Yeah. What is that? What does that entail? Does that mean you are not in alignment? Like you're going one direction, he's going one direction. Your desires have changed. Yeah. Um, sexually incompatible right now. I think we need a little more clarity. Yeah, I'll just say. <sighs> Y'all got to give us lots of details. Yeah, and if you're. If you're married and you've made that decision, I'll say pull out all the stops before you 
stop. Pull out the divorce card. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, you know, try therapy, try mediation, um, maybe set up weekly dates where you're scheduling time to talk through things and um, get on the same page. Um, you know, that kind of thing. But if your partner's not being receptive, either there's something going on with him that you all need to talk about or you're not communicating in a way that he could properly receive what it is that you're saying? That. So I actually interviewed a, a marriage counselor, a pastor, who's been okay. doing marriage counseling for like 20 plus years. And he said 99.99999% of all of the issues that people come to him mm-hmm. for, the root is the communication. The communication. It's I'm saying one thing, you're hearing another. It's, tough. it's You don't want to listen. It's we can't get mm-hmm. on the same page. It's It boils down to communication. And a lot of things, it's if you can have a conversation proactively, then you don't have to react you know, yeah. and now we're mad. Now I got an attitude. Now I got to come to come to you mm-hmm. as a woman and have this conversation when I'm we're already not in a good place. So mm-hmm. I love the therapy suggestion. I'm going to take it a step further and say if you can find a couple Ooh, as therapists, that's good. That has been helpful for us because then you're getting two different um, perspectives. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times men are not open and receptive to going to therapy because majority of therapists or premarital counselors are women. And so they feel like, well, she's just going to take your side. Mm-hmm. So if you have, you know, more of a dialogue, more of a round table and a couple that has been through some things, I definitely think they can help you work through I your I agree with that. But don't throw in the towel and don't say end well. Words yeah. are powerful. It's important to have a village. I'll, I'll say that. And I just want to add this. Um, when my husband and I were going through some issues early on, that first, those first few months were a little rocky we learned that communication was, in fact, the issue. And I have changed my communication style so much over the last few months, and he has too. Mm -hmm. And when I say these have been the most blissful last few months, I think that we've ever had in our relationship. I mean, I'm I'm telling the truth. So I think when you really sit down and understand your partner, their needs when it Mm -hmm. comes to communication, it changes everything. So how, what, what was, what, was the catalyst for the change? Was it just an open, con- open, um, honest conversation? Well, we had just hit a point of just like, we can't talk because it's going to turn into gonna something. Gonna turn right? Into Somebody's going to get upset. And so we both kind of saw that and wanted to get ahead of it. We started going to therapy and our therapist was like, you all are just not communicating at all. You're not communicating well. And you need to understand your partner's needs and wants. And now if I want something from my husband, instead of me saying... Why you ain't take the trash out? Babe, when you get home tonight, um, I'm going to have dinner ready, that kind of thing. Um, But do you mind just grabbing the trash on your way in and taking it out before we sit down? Just the rephrasing of that simple request makes life so much easier. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is better able to receive what I'm saying and vice versa. Now the way that he says things to me is so much more different. Yeah, Yeah. I I think... Self-awareness is big. It's key. Um, it's key because even not the only the words you say, but my face. Mm-hmm. You telling yes, all, and a whole I have conversation. A problem with so my face. We so. got to get it together. Auntie's got to get it together yeah. too. All right. Um, okay, dear aunties, I have a best friend who I've been cool with for about ten years. Mm. I'm 21, so I've known her pretty much all throughout high school and college. Mm-hmm. We've had a pretty good friendship up until this point, but something feels weird, and I'm not sure if I'm tripping. So we're both pretty active on social media. We post a lot. But she never likes any of my pics. I like hers whenever she posts, but recently it dawned on me that mm. she never likes any of mine. I feel like that's a little shady. Am I being petty? Your niece, Simone. No. 
No. <laughs> I mean, listen, let me just hop on in here. I don't think, I think we have to stop making social media the end-all be-all of mm-hmm. our worlds and our relationships. But I think it's something a little fishy when you have a best friend who is consistently on social media and they never like any of your posts. That's are, a little did strange. Did you not see me? Did that's you unfollow me? You're supposed to be are gassing you me up. Am I blocked? Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think that's weird? I think I, this has actually happened to me. <laughs> Simone, me I don't know you, girl, but this has definitely happened to me where the only reason I noticed it, because I am not so stuck on social media to the point where, like, if... I don't take things personal. Like you don't on super media. notice, and it. I'm not like watching my stories to see who's looking. Yeah, at me I don't do all of that. Yeah, but I noticed the only reason I noticed because I saw a former friend was always on everybody else's page, liking it, liking yes, comments. Yes, girl. girl. And then I'm Congratulations. Like, Wait a minute. Do we still? You, so I, I've noticed. So I don't think that you are tripping for feeling some type of way. Yeah. I think that if, I mean, ask her about it. Hey, yeah. girl, what's up? You mad at me? But I think you're 100% right in feeling like something's up with this friend. So d- is she like a shady friend if she doesn't like your stuff? I think is so. she secretly hating on you? Like, what do you think? Why, why yeah, would people do Yeah, I don't that? know why people do it because it's not... That's not something I do, so I can't I relate. I go out of my way. I don't even yeah. know what you post and I'm going to like it. Yeah, I'll be like, bloop. Because I like you. There go my friend face. Yeah, there she is. All right, she posted. Yeah, yeah that's kind of weird. Duh. That's kind of weird. Especially if I see you liking everybody else's yeah. stuff. Because, girl, you're, it's not like it's you're working. not on Your Instagram. Instagram is working. I see you. Yeah. So, um, Shanice, what's her name? Simone. Sorry, boo. Um, my advice is this. Have a conversation and just be, ask your friend, hey, I noticed you are on Instagram a lot, but you never like my pics. What's up? Self-awareness, I think, is a common theme amongst yeah. our conversation that we had today, right? Self-awareness in terms of aging, making sure that the decisions, the thoughts, the words, your actions, everything is in alignment with the woman who you want to become. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not aging, you are dead. So self-awareness. And there's the bright side of it. And there's the bright side of that. Self-awareness with um, our girl Marie. Because Marie, you got to become self-aware enough to know, are you being selfless or selfish in your decision making when it comes to co-parenting? Definitely needing some self-awareness with um, Simone. Are you tripping? Because you know if you're tripping or not. And I think the yeah. fact that you asked this question, I think you know the answer. You probably just don't want to admit you that your best friend tripping. is hating on you. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe your your friendship has just run out. Go watch episode one because we talked about it. We did. It was um, a good and lastly, the anonymous niece who didn't even give a name. She was typing her, too she fast. She don't think it's going to end well. Self-awareness, definitely key and get some therapy. Therapy always helps. Always. Always the it's key. Never, never going to hurt. So you want to tell the people about our Patreon? Patreon, y'all. Get in where you fit in. Get in you, you are fit going in. to get access to some bomb behind the scenes. We literally recorded some behind the scenes right now. You ain't even know it, but mm-hmm. you will know it once you join our official Patreon community. Yes. It's linked at DearAuntiePod.com. While you're there, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Subscribe follow us on Instagram. To our, yep, subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram and submit a question so that we can give you some answers on an upcoming episode. Yep. And we have a auntie with a wise auntie once said following this episode. Make sure on audio. you listen. Yeah, it'll be on audio. So thank you. If you want to send something in, please send it to our email address, dearauntiepod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Yep, gmail.com. Yep. All right. See and you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.
It's Dr. Erica R. Jones, MD, your favorite auntie, and I'm here to drop a couple of tips for you. Number one, I want you to remember to always take care of yourself first. If you do not take care of yourself, you cannot help anyone else. So if you need to, go ahead and schedule that dentist appointment. This is your reminder to schedule that yearly checkup. Check in with yourself. Before you go to sleep at night, do a full body scan and understand when something within yourself is not right and seek help when you know you need it.